production notice all our buddies. His name is Gessian Gojak. Uh, that, that f- kind fellow, uh, who puts up with my nonsense, uh, and, and has put up with me mispronouncing his name far too often, uh, was very clear in his instructions, and I just don't know how to read, I guess, is how it, it shapes out. But that, that patron whose name I keep not pronouncing correctly is Gessian Gojak. Uh, I don't plan on doing these, uh, production notices necessarily before every episode, but I really wanted to get that one correct because I've gotten it wrong so many times, so, here we are. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome back to Dice and Virtue, Season 3. I am your humble host and Dungeon Master One, Dylan. Joining me, as always this week, one Dicey One. That's me. I'm the Dicey One. My name's Christina. Who are you playing? I'm playing Tess. What's Tess's deal? Tess's deal? Yeah. Like, what? what is Tess? the new deal? Yep. Unions? Uh, Yes. Weekends? Yeah. Tess stands for unions. uh, Shifts? Unionize. Eight-hour shifts, 12-hour turnaround, so you can get home and go to sleep on time and have a couple hours to spend with the kids. Eight hours rest, eight hours leisure, eight hours sleep. That's how it should be. Wait, eight hours work was supposed to be the No, no, eight, eight hours. Twice. Eight, no, you said rest and leisure. Those are different things, and I would like both yeah, of I, them, please. I said rest, I would leisure, like, sleep. Yeah, that sounds like great. 16 hours of relaxing. <laughs> what? Why don't I get 16 hours of relaxing? Also, you know what's fucked up about that model? To... It doesn't include travel time or eating. It yeah. doesn't. No, it does not. Um. Anyway. Who's that other voice what's up? speaking for the plight of the worker? You fuckers. Uh, what's <laughs> over here... Is, well, I woke up with this terrible scar, but the note I found in handwriting that looks very familiar informs me that I am one old CW, uh, and I am playing Mohabit Ali, who is a... Old C-Dude. That's me. I'm a gentleman of stout stature and mid-range... Zippy, waterborne, uh, travel. Credit rating... Yeah, um, he's a small man who doesn't like to talk or fight, uh, but he looks damn good in a vest. Which with makes no him shirt. perfect for dice for Dungeons and Dragons. He's just a person. He just wants to live his life out in the goddamn woods. And this world, which claims to be so advanced and getting better all the time and bringing in your industrial revolution like the fucking second series of Mistborn books, just won't let him. Just let the old man live in the woods. Yeah, no, we're, like, living by rules of the jungle now. What the fuck? Come on. Why do we have steam power, but more anger? Because we're steamed. Yeah. And it powers us. Like so much broccoli. Gross. What? I love broccoli. So do I. Broccoli and cheddar? Delicious. So last time on this show, uh, the pair of you uh, began to investigate the town of Shallowmist. Uh-huh. You uh, acquired some military hardware from a... Uh, very condescending requisitions. Yeah, officer. really. That guy's the Dick worst. Head. Uh, and then you headed out to Shallow Mist, where upon you spotted a 
scavenging group uh, waking up to their morning breakfast, uh, and the pair of you set off to go investigate the battlefield mm-hmm. while your buddy, uh, the science wizard... Uh, dwarf. Science wizard dwarf uh, would went to go parlay with these uh, gentlemen. Yeah. What a, we'll call them. What a cool dwarf. What's his name again? Uh, Torben S- Dallas. Salad? Oh. That's not true. Tarbjorn. Dylan. That's copyrighted. <laughs> First of all, you can't copyright a name. It would be trademarked. Second of all. Oh, my God. Toblerone. <laughs> Toby. Uh, to- Toby McGimley. What a cool guy. That Toby No, he is, he's rad. I want to learn more about him, but we also haven't done much actual <gasps> Dungeons and Dragonsing. So we'll, you know what, we'll, we'll provide, we'll, we'll, we'll whip up a little conversation fodder and see what he it's... does with it after we've actually done something. Maybe we'll have to go beat up those scavengers later. Who knows? I wonder if he's going to be this series Arden. Maybe. We'll see. Ooh. You have been, uh, tasked with creating a scout's report yeah. of the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, you recall that the last time you were in Shallow Mist, uh, Project Shadowstone was underway with its first field test. Mm-hmm. Um, you were, uh, whisked away, uh, sent on your way to go to, uh, Fort Stormstride as a battalion of cavalrymen and infantry, uh, made their way seemingly from nowhere into the fields outside of the town, mm-hmm. uh, as the encroach of an enemy battalion uh pressed an evacuation of that town. Mm-hmm. Now these these enemies, so, Dylan, uh remind me that's yes. that's I I it it's been a little while since we've played. I don't mind telling the listener. I don't mind giving them, you know, a a peek behind the old D&V curtain here. But uh which which ones which who are the bad guys? Who are the invaders? The invaders were the so, Kavakana? Correct. Yes. So you guys belong to the Sazavin Protector. Correct. Uh which is to say that's where you are is within the borders of the Sazavin Protectorate, right. a uh, an ally of Ironside, right? Uh, which is situated around the the Holy Mountain. You're in the geographic area where, um, pretty close to where you met Arden mm-hmm. uh, oh, in the first series, oh, and where where you had pretty close to where you had met Martin, Martin. as well. Okay. Uh, so you're you're kind of nestled in those foothills next to the spine of the world. I wonder if wow. I wonder if that inn is still around. What was it called? The Starlight Sanctuary. Oh, I thought it was called the Squeaky Duck. Might have been. What uh, am I thinking of? <laughs> make a history check for yeah, me. I'm gonna. And you know what? Old Ali, him train in it. Him train. That's going to be a fifteen. Oh. So a uh, fifteen. Uh, you, the the Starlight Sanctuary, uh, the proprietor. Of, of the sanctuary, one Martin Solis, um, fell ill uh, some hundred hundred or so years back. Uh, and so he retired uh, to the shores of some distant island. Um, Good for him. Yeah, uh, he did well for himself. Uh, but his parting meant that the sanctuary no longer had a caretaker. Mm-hmm. No. And so... <gasps> Did Barrio leave the shogun business and become a hospitality expert? Not as far as you're aware. Well... Also, uh, who's Barrio? Barrio is a legendary bear shogun. Uh, he is so, well... No, okay. Barrio's the greatest man alive. Okay, wait, Sounds no, wait like a, minute, wait a, a, wait a minute. children's fairy tale. No, wait a minute. That is documented. There was a last surge of all the free people and bears and weird animals of of Rahail against Nyarlathotep's invasion force, and Barrio nice. led the charge. 
and the children's fairy tales that you're talking oh about God. are invented after the events of the the series to introduce the children of Rahel to the uh the horrors that lie deep in their Are history. you fucking telling me there are fucking Nyar- Nyarlathotep truthers out there? What? It's, oh my god. This is the worst what? world. Rahel is flat. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Alright, we'll get mad about this later. Okay, so who took over the Starlight Sanctuary? Uh, so there was no caretaker lined up, and uh, so after Martin departed, yeah. uh, the Sanctuary was left... Uh, Sort of just standing as it was. Oh, no um, one bought the building. No, the the business had no buyer in the aftermath of the um, fairy of, tales of the the great war with Nerlathotep, and in the uh, recreance of society, uh, nobody had the room or the time to manage a luxury resort, hmm. uh, and so it's even its final location. Uh, in the changed geography of uh, of Rahel, mm-hmm. uh, has been lost to time. Oh, it's gone all forest temple. Yep. Oh, I love that actually. That's um, really sick. How long ago were these events? I always thought it was like a couple hundred years later. But if you're talking like shrouded in mist, because like elves live fucking what six hundred years or some shit. Like, so this uh, Martin fell ill about a hundred years ago. Oh, okay. You guys are. Uh, about a thousand years removed from uh, the events of the first two seasons of our show. Okay, so there are people who remember what happened, but they're few and far between. And okay, all right. And and they're pressed to more uh, uh, material uh, 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 needs sure. than say history or sure. uh, a, a long record keeping. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So does that mean, theoretically, Arden's windmill is somewhere near us? Uh, you recall that Arden lived... Well, you don't recall. I don't recall, recall anything. But it is Christina, the Yeah, yeah. Christina, the person, recalls that uh, there is a there was a seaside hamlet that yeah. Arden resided in. I could, resided in. I could really wow. go for a seaside hamlet right now. So the pair of you, uh, uh, traipsing down memory lane... Yeah. Uh... And regaling each other with with tales of the history of the Protectorate, um, arrive upon the site of a vicious battle. There, uh, across the green rolling hills, are just uh, miles of carnage. Uh, specifically, there is a uh, a section sort of in the middle that is much denser mm-hmm. uh than the rest of the field there there are bodies scattered for like i said miles but there's an epicenter there is, right there is a density of of a uh it it looks like just the most brutal melee mm. and it looks like it may have continued for hours okay uh and a few hundred paces back from those lines uh there is this big open trench. And near this trench, uh, you see, uh, several different piles of equipment, mm-hmm. uh, from the fallen soldiers. Uh, cloaks, leather armor, some metal armor mm-hmm. that, uh, where, where it isn't bent and unusable. Um, uh, there are separations between 
scrap metal and usable weapons mm-hmm. and usable equipment. Um, there, there are sections for pack rations and for uh, uh, bags, even. So ev- everything looks to be pretty well organized into its place, mm-hmm. but also very unceremoniously just sort of cast there. Right. Um, inside the open trench, uh, you can see from quite far away, it is just piled with corpses. Oh, good. Mass grave. Okay. Um, from, go ahead. Uh, so beyond, beyond that on the other side, uh, you see that some of the disparate corpses of the, uh, fallen Kavekana soldiers, um, have been strung up like puppets oh, upon nice. their fallen weapons. God. That's gross. Like Vlad Tepes style? Yes, exactly. Yeah, go, Pete's. Okay. Um, um, can I, okay. So, Ma, uh, Ali was, was trained among other things as a scholar. And so he has a scholarly academic outlook on life. Um, it therefore seems reasonable to me that he would have like a journal or like a blank book on him. Um, or maybe yeah, you had a slate notebook. I, well, yeah, that's like a little pocket notebook though. I'm talking about like a, a diary. What's interesting is, uh, I learned on the art of manliness, uh, soldiers were actually issued journals in the First and Second uh-huh. World Wars because they were a stress relief method and something to do when there was nothing to do but sit there and wait to get shot every night. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Sometimes I like to doodle, too, when I'm being shot exactly, at. Yeah, there, it's actually really interesting reading. So, um, yeah, if there's just, like, a thick notebook I've got, I want to I wanna examine the scene as forensically as possible. Like, if I'm here to do a battle report, then what I want to do is use my knowledge of history, which would naturally include military history, given that my country has been at war quite a bit, um, sure. and try to examine the scene and what happened uh, through that lens and compile my report as accurately as possible. I will roll for history if you like. Uh, investigation, please. Oh, well, okay. Can I at least get advantage <laughs> for how thorough that explanation was? Sure. Thank you. I like it. All right. Um... Investigation, you said? Yes, right, sir. That's a 15. And that went across my keyboard, so I'm going to redo that one if no one minds. And that is not a 15, so I'll take the 15, sir. Great. Uh, so a 15 uh, nets you some further insight. Uh, that's me pulling up my notes. So uh, you, uh, you surmise uh, from the carnage and from uh, hoof tracks... Uh, numbering in the dozens uh, that lead out um, far to the west, that the uh, defense of Shallow Mist appears to have uh, been orchestrated as a pincer defense. Mm-hmm. So the uh, battle lines were drawn uh, in in this field outside of the town. Um, the uh, Sazavin Protectorate's forces, those from the Project Shadow Stone. Uh, uh, transportation mm-hmm. uh, represented to be much weaker than they were to draw the enemy into a frontal attack sure. uh, assault uh, and then a cavalry charge hit them from the side uh, and forced the uh, the Kavakana soldiers to press forward mm-hmm. or else be run roughshod right. uh, this was mostly successful it seems Uh you don't see many fallen cavalrymen across the field. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, uh, you count 11 
the tracks lead you to believe there were many more than that, maybe up to a dozen more. Um, the, uh, your knowledge of, of military history and military tactics, uh, would make you inclined to suppose that the Kavakana troops were, uh, uh, underestimated and undercounted. Uh, this, this kind of attack would have been incredibly efficient mm -hmm. if not for the Kavakana's sheer number. Okay. So rather than, uh, working as a meat grinder to just dust the Kavakana troops, the pincer turned into a meat grinder that dusted the protectorate's troops as well. Oh. Man. Uh, it was a severe miscalculation, um, but an understandable one. Mm -hmm. Um, given the incomplete knowledge that these Shadowstone troops would have had. Right. So. All right, all of that is going in the report. This is going to be very thorough. This is going to be a very good report. Yeah, uh, and I appreciated the story you told, and that's why I gave you so much detail. Thank you. I appreciate the effort you put into making this uh, a real thing that sounds like it happened. I don't know much about military anything, but that sounded real plausible to me. So the other, the other side of it is also that uh, the town is still abandoned, which you wouldn't expect if the Protectorate had produced a victory. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also wouldn't expect it if the Kavakana had produced a victory. Yeah, that's a point. One or the other should have taken the town and raided it for supplies. So why didn't that happen? Precisely. Hmm. Okay. Um, I also want to do one more thing real quick. I'm not trying to steal the show, I promise. I just don't want to forget to do this. Uh, no, you're fine. Can I do, and I do feel like history would be helpful here or whatever. I'm not just pimping my best stat. Um, I want to try to figure out if these these scavenger types, like, his, mm -hmm. historically, are these kinds of bands hostile? Or are they just, like, salvagers trying to make a living? Like, do, do we have to consider them a threat, basically? All right, go for it. And history works for that, you think? Uh, or, yeah, I'll give or you a history you on that one. All right. I I would say maybe insight. Sure. Um, yeah, I'll give you insight. Sure. Um, ten. All right. Uh, so scavengers are one step above the social rung than raw bandits. Uh huh. Um, Gentlemen bandits. They are generally regarded as unpredictable, as brutish, as uh, unpleasant to be around. Mm -hmm. Um. And you are aware of a few minor conflicts with these types. Okay. Um, usually with, usually it's between scavengers and bandits or scavengers and other scavengers. Basically, one group shows up to a site first and says, hey, this is ours. Mm -hmm. And the other group shows up and says, no, it's not. It's for whoever can pick whatever they want. Uh, and then they will get rough and tumble with each other. Um, but ultimately, you don't suspect that they will trifle with uh, anybody dressed in military right. garb. They're not out here trying to be warlords. They're just... Okay. Right. Okay. They're just poor people who ran into a bad situ situation and doing what they need to do. Happen to any there of is us. one other... Yeah. There is one other peculiarity on this battlefield. Okay. You see these large circular imprints Ooh. periodically throughout the ground. They look like the tracks of a bipedal or quadrupedal animal gross um 
but the hooves are uh, several sizes larger than your horse's hooves, for That's instance. Big foot. Do, do they look like hoof prints, or are they just round, like a like an oliphant? They're uh, too regular to be animal prints. Okay. Oh, like someone depressed a circular object into the ground. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tess. Yes. If you would like to roll insight for me. I will. Uh, when I can find my d20. I found yeah. it. Ah. That's a nice spicy 11. Uh, so you suspect that because of the regularity of the shape, mm -hmm. uh, this came from something manufactured. Oh, yay. Uh, and that it may have been some form of uh, mobile siege weapon. Okay. Do the tracks just kind of stop? Yeah, so they arrive uh, a few hundred yards from the uh, the central meat grinder, mm -hmm. uh, and they rest there, and they don't go anywhere else after that. Mm. Oh, that's curious. When you say I don't like that, when you say large circular imprints, do you mean like a foot across or ten feet across? Like the size of a dinner plate. Okay. Okay, so not like massive, but still like concernably. Big. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, yeah, we're not gonna. I would we're be not gonna meet if I saw them. Yeah, we're not gonna meet a Metal Gear out here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's no like power armor just kind of walking around, ready to like thrash with you. No. Okay. Um... Uh, well, I'm gonna put that down in my own little report because I imagine part of our military hardware is a journal. Yeah, absolutely. That just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that's we were... yeah, if that's in our supplies, then I'm gonna go ahead and use the one they gave me instead of my personal one. That's All right. Fair. Um. Yeah, they even gave you, like, a fancy pen that doesn't need an inkwell. What? It's just got ink inside of it. Ali so cool. is That's very advanced. suspicious. He thinks this might be magic. All of, <laughs> all of my time with the Ironsides Foundation, I've never seen anything more advanced than this. This, this is really... This pen this, could operate in space. This is the future, honestly. And I don't trust it. See, when you say journal, I think of those, like, like soft leather bound by twine... Journals that, like, lay nicely fat, flat. Mm -hmm. Like a nice, soft journal. Yeah. For ease of travel. And a cool-ass pen. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This is the future. All right. So we right. we compile our reports. Um, let's... I'm going to do a perception check. Well, what does... Uh, what does uh, Torben Dallas have to say? So around the time you have wrapped up most of your investigation, uh, and Tess notes down the... Uh, the dinner plate depressions um the title of my memoir nice um <laughs> don't shake your head at that that was funny the scavenger crew uh begins to pile out of the town uh and they go to work uh five of the men continue digging their large trench four of the men continue uh stripping bodies for valuables for usable equipment for scrap metal for uh, cloth for leather, anything they can get their hands on mm -hmm. that isn't flesh and bone, um, or hair. They, they don't seem particularly interested in the hair either. Mm. Um, does there appear, does there appear to be a leader among them? Not in particular. There's nobody like barking orders or anything. They just seem to be going about their work. Okay. Uh, not particularly somber, but also not the most joyous crowd. Yeah. They're, they're at work. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many of them are there? You said uh, nine, I think? Nine? Correct. Yeah. 
Okay, and are they are they in such an arrangement that I could address them all at once? Not really. Like I said, the the five men have gone down into the pit okay. and have continued digging, and then the others are scavenging the bodies. In fact, the four that are scavenging bodies work in teams of two. Sure, uh, that tracks. And as soon as they have, yeah, as soon as they have stripped one body, they carry it over and just heave ho and toss it in the pit. Okay, that's gross. Well, it's better than nothing. Better than being left yeah. out to rot in the sun. That's fair. All right, then Ali is gonna gonna go up to one of them very non-confrontationally, uh, open hands clearly, which would be more of a threat if he knew I was a monk. But that's not the point. Um, uh, <laughs> just gonna gonna go up and and say, "You do a decent thing in seeing these people ah returned to the soil ah." It is more than they would have received without your intervention, and uh, what spoils you take seem a fair cost to me. Bless you. And I take out just like a little coin, and I give it to him. Just something like symbolic. It's not like big money, but it's but it's just like here, you you deserve this. And I say it's some like very old monastic coin, exactly of of some like very little value, but still kind of like oh cool, exactly. May your days be right. may your days be long upon the earth. And then I go back to those two and I say they should not give us trouble. Uh your science dwarf companion, uh whose name I'm not sure you know, which is why I'm not His repeating. His name it. is Sarl Torbin. He definitely has introduced himself. No, but... I know he has. Yeah, but yeah. I want I want you to yes. either keep it consistent or fuck it up a lot. And either way, it's hilarious. I know his um, name is Sarl Torben. I just don't want the Sour listener to know that I know that. <laughs> Torbjorn. Sour Torbjorn. Well, I genuinely did not know his name, so thank you, Casey You're Hills. welcome. I thought it was Salad. Salad Turnpike. Salad Turnpike <laughs> uh, says, no, they, they shouldn't give us any trouble. Have you, uh, have you completed your report? I don't know, have I? Like, I wanted to roll to make a good report. Like, I don't... Me, Casey, the player, I don't know what makes a, for a good field report. Yeah, can we roll to write, like, a well-detailed report? Well, so you guys have turned up a lot in your investigation already. Okay. Sure. Is there anything else in particular you'd like to go look for? Um, I've left some clues for gate? you. There's, there's stuff. Yeah. What? The gate? Question mark? Yeah. Um, I want to make... Because that... Go ahead. That was the big malfunction that, you know, disappeared a whole town. Um, I want to make very careful sketches of the impressions left in the ground. And before we investigate the gate, because if something went wrong with it, it might still be dangerous. Um, why don't we check? Why don't we check out the control room down the well? That's fair. Oh, how's Love doing? Can we do that? Uh, Love has spent the better part of this investigation mm -hmm. uh, rampaging up and down the Kavakana uh, uh, puppets. Oh, no. Ugh. And oh, buddy, just that's gross. grinding his, uh, his, his guarded blade hands against the, the weapons that prop the bodies oh, up. Oh, holy shit. So it's just like and, making a really disgusting scraping Yeah, noise. just metal against metal rasping. That's right. We didn't, we didn't investigate, we didn't investigate those, did they? Because it's horrific. 
Um, that's yeah. That was that's actually a really weird and disgusting thing to do with dead bodies. That is because let's, that's that's a thing you do to intimidate other people. And like, yeah, if there was, was nobody, gonna, yeah, let's go check that out. Like, that's a really angry thing to do. Yeah, is what it is. Dylan, like, that's something you do to defile a person. Yeah. How do I make a what What's the up? fuck check? Uh, so you could try insight if you'd like. All right. Can I also? Absolutely. Hey, wait, what's your insight? I get a plus five on my insight. Holy hell, then yeah, I would just like to assist her, because I've only got a plus one. All right, you get advantage. I get a nat 20. I know everything. (laughs) Uh, So you are keenly aware at first spotting this, uh, and it's it. you you sort of turned away and and tried to ignore it for a while, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you are keenly aware that this is the act of the scavengers who are now putting the protectorate corpses in the big hole. Oh. They have done this uh, to slight the Kavakana. Oh, because they're racist. Well, because their homeland is being defiled by invaders. Fair. Okay. Mm. I guess it's not a racist. It is, it is an animosity thing, and I guess I can't can't slander them for that. Uh, Ali is very conflicted, but... I mean, the dead are dead, and starting a fight over it ain't going to do anything. So these are all Kavakana troops. The ones strung up as puppets right. are, yes. Oh, man. That's gross. I want to... Uh, and in, in fact, you notice that the Kavakana's uh, armors and weapons and, and things are generally left undisturbed. Hmm. Uh, there have been a few pickings here and there, but for the most part, uh, they are left as they fell. And just propped up in place. Um, because the uh, the scavengers don't see value in that equipment. Because it has been... Uh, it, it was the Kavakanas and screw those guys, essentially. Which is, which is not unreasonable, but it's also not practical. So I, yeah. I would like to... Roll, well, but it's probably more up Tessa's alley, so maybe I'll assist her again. But, like, I think we should probably check out the state of their equipment and see what the enemy is working with, like, compared yeah. compared to what the Sazavan troops have. Yeah, that would be useful to even have in the, like, battle report, yeah. because they clearly underestimated these people. So, can I make right. another Yeah, this, this was a clusterfuck on all sides. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Assisting. So you get That's advantage? A, yeah. Oh, well, it's already a composite 22, so. It could be right. higher. Yeah. Um. Huh? It could be higher. <laughs> No, well, it could be. I guess I'll try again. You haven't needed my help either time. <laughs> it definitely is not a composite All 22 right, now. Okay, no <laughs> so, on, yeah. um, you, uh, you surmise that their equipment is, honestly, for the most part, pretty bad. Okay. Uh, hmm. the, the weapons are made of passable material. Like, the metal is fine. It's not of the best quality you've ever seen. But, like... It's like brass. A knight... Well, no. It's, it's bronze. It's... Iron. Okay. Um, the the knives will will knife a guy. Like you can stab somebody with it, but uh, there's very little flexibility to the blade, mm-hmm. which is actually quite important. Yeah. Uh, and so the the weapons seem too brittle for long term use. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. The blades are well worn. Uh, like they've they've had them a while. Okay. Um, and just. The the armor is scuffed and unpolished. Um, hmm. That's that's one of the things about the Protectorate is they are very proud of the quality of their equipment. Sure. So everything is polished and oiled and uh, 
pressed all of the the linen goods the wool the the even the leather armor is pressed and it is maintained uh it right it is it is all very uh there's a presentational quality to it all sure which um, which plays into morale and sense of unity and all kinds of things it's it's very important it's why uniforms exist meanwhile the the Kavakana troops are seemingly mostly roughshod uh mm. in in their equipment that's weird um, and i'm i'm going to write it down and i'm going to make several like conjectures as to the possible reasons for that like the thing that leaps immediately to mind is like what if these aren't their good troops like what if it was this was just like a feint or an overture or something what's up i was going to say there is uh one peculiarity among the uh what you what you surmise to be uh troop leaders officers mm -hmm. uh uh battlefield leadership uh and that is that they seem to carry uh highly ornamented uh uh knives with them mm -hmm. on their belts ah. and they these knives don't seem uh especially practical uh so much as ceremonial perhaps they are very well engraved uh they are a stark contrast to the well-worn equipment of the others. Uh, the, these knives in particular are studded with precious gems. They have intricate designs along the handle and sometimes up the blade. Mm. Um, and they are curved uh, backward in this uh, very vicious sort of shape. Like, like if you were to cut somebody with this, it would... It wouldn't cut deep, but it would cut a lot of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are are they alike? Like, are all of the blades similar in design? They're all similar, but uh, very much individual pieces. Hmm. How many are there total? Like, if you... Uh, Did you say 11? The, no, no, no. That's... Um, that was the cavalrymen. My bad. Right. Uh, you find three or four on company leaders or... Sure. Whatever. You're not familiar with their rankings. Right. But... You find three or four in a quick cursory glance, so it seems sort of like a, a sergeant's knife or uh, maybe a captain. Uh -huh. I feel like we should take those. Take them? Yeah. I mean... Just as, like, proof of them... No, not... See... Doing... Here's the thing. It doesn't make sense to have a guy dressed like garbage and then give him a really fancy walking stick. So that's fair. It's are they It seems almost like it was incentive for them to even be in this battle almost. Mm. At least that's like the link that my mind is making. Like, here's your fancy gift. Now go and die for us. Well, you know from magic, can you do anything to mm -hmm. see if these are magic? Oh, I can because I have arcane as a skill. Huh. Fair point, Casey Hills. Thank you. Yeah, uh, arcana check for me. Ali does not from the magic. I, it's another composite 22. Very nice. So, uh, you pull one of these blades out of its sheath mm -hmm. and begin to inspect it. And there's nothing intrinsically magical that leaps out at you. Mm -hmm. But there is this quiet hum to it. Okay. And there's something that's just a little bit beyond uh, your your small probing can reach right now yeah it's but, like something i'd have to sit with for a while right and okay. it's it's something that isn't quite magic oh but it's science you you feel it deeply 
Okay. Uh, and and like I said, it feels like this very quiet humming. Okay, that's disturbing. Um, I agree then, Casey. We should take them. Okay. I tell Muhammad Ali, maybe they're magical, question mark. Mm. But also there's something that I want to do that I don't know if it will incite anger amongst the people around us. I wanted to take them off of their weapons and uh, not, like, give them a proper burial, because that would take a long time, but I don't like humiliating the dead. <sighs> That's a point. Ali agrees. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Cause... So do you begin to dismantle the puppets? That's what I'd like to do, yeah. Uh, I feel like we should talk to them first. The scavengers? Yeah. And be like, hey, this is gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, What's your persuade like? Uh, my charisma score is zero. Yeah, same. Okay. So, um, oh, good. <laughs> great. All right. Well, then maybe maybe Dylan will let us role play this. Um, all right. Then the th- right. the three of us, I imagine, um, if if uh, if Sorgelborgel is willing to go with us, um, go up to. How does Sorgelborgel feel about this, Dylan? Yeah. You want to go ask him? Yes. Yeah. Try asking because him because I would say Tess is not a military person. Right. Tess is a mechanic. Um, sir. So, does it not give you pause to see the dead, even the dead of a people capable of something like this? Does it not give you pause and disquiet you to see them treated in such a manner? It's not how I would see my slain treated, and it's not how I would treat them, but it's not my place to give these men orders. Hmm. And, frankly, fixing the the situation that they are creating would take more time than we are allotted Uh, we have more pressing concerns and unfortunately these men have some understandable positions uh, with regard to the kavakana troops uh, so this is where we have to choose where either we either we spend time and energy that we explicitly specifically do not have doing what we feel to be right or do we begin to accept a series of what appear at first to be small, reasonable compromises? Um, mm. All right. Um, Mahabit Ali. I keep calling him Mahabit. His name is Ali Mahabat, but whatever. Uh, is just going to take, like, a sword and a helmet from one of them and just, like, stick the sword in the ground and do one of those cool helmet headstone things you see sometimes. Yeah, I was thinking something symbolic, so it's somewhere in the middle where we are doing something that is specifically, like, not agreeing with them, but also not dismantling their yeah. handiwork and inciting violence yeah. because of it. Just stick that in the ground. Cool. And just do a little re- yeah. just do a little respectful posture and say, um, We thank with brief thanksgiving, whatever gods may be, that no man lives forever. That dead men rise up never. That every lonely river winds somewhere safe to see. Fucking quote your poetry at me. Um, That's a point of inspiration. It is, oh, actually. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I'm a literary bitch. Yeah, you um, are. <laughs> are, fate, are. Are inspiration right. points like uh, like fate points? Can I only have one? Can I have multiple at a time? You can have one inspiration at a time. Okay. Um, I'm using a poker chip. You can... Okay, yeah. Um, 
and yeah, if you were to, if I were to award you inspiration when you already had it, yeah. it just wouldn't do anything. Boo. You get a new, fresh inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, you can change your poker chip for another poker chip of the same value. Absolutely. <laughs> right um, on. Okay, cool. It's a little shinier than the last one. So, okay. we put our hearts at ease a little like, bit with that. Go ahead. Yeah, we give them what burial we can, which is more of just a ceremonial thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we go check out the control room. Yeah. Because I do want to know what was up with that gate. Uh, Torben takes um, uh, the more complete of your two reports, uh, just to give it a, a glance over. Mm-hmm. Why don't we give him both of ours? Uh, as you guys make your way. No, never mind. Go ahead. Sure. No, no, no. Because then we couldn't. Uh, then we couldn't make as... one as we were down there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he he uh, gives it the the peruse as you are making your way to the well, uh, and he comes with you. Um, as you approach the well, he hands back your your notebook. Um, and, uh, Ali, he says, um, yes. you do fine sketchwork. Ah. In another life, you may have been an artist, and I'm sorry that you are mm. pressed here with us. In another life, I was. Hmm. Is Love freaked out to be back at the well? <laughs> uh, Love is still tooling around that battlefield, scraping across <laughs> the, the metal, because you didn't. I like to think that, like, when we did the sword and helmet ceremony, like, where they're being super solemn and love just, like, jumps on top and does a little dance on top of the helmet, just like a gremlin. (laughs) Um, See, I always think of love as, like, an angrier golem, but also, like, a wet cat (laughs) all the time. I can see that. Like, you just kind of, like, scrambling around constantly, just kind of, like, making weird... Like noises. I was at work. Three, two, one, cannon. I went three, two, one, cannon. I was at work the other day listening to the episodes, so I'd be ready. And I, I still don't know to this day whether because we talked about cutting Love's voice box before we sent him down the well, and I thought we did it, but then we just stood around waiting and said, "Oh yeah, he'll yell if there's trouble." <laughs> And then he, <laughs> and then he did. So either we didn't cut it, or as Dylan said, either we didn't cut his voice box, or it is now canon that he can self repair, which is a terrifying prospect. Oh yeah, love is an agent of his own. Yeah. Tess does not control no. him at all. He's a, this is a partnership. He's got an agenda. This is not a master servant relationship. No. This is a partnership. God. So he'll find us eventually. Okay. So you make your way down the well. Um. The, uh, uh, well, 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 here we are again. Uh, the brief jump (laughs) at the end, uh, away from the underground river that feeds the well, um, the, uh, small cavern leading off of the, uh, the main aquifer, uh, that is cut much too, uh, straight to have been a natural formation, uh, leads you down towards the steel door. That once hid the control room. The door is ajar. Oh. Did we leave it ajar? I can't remember. Well, we left uh, Roy Mustang in there. Yeah, we left in a hurry. Wait, no. Roy, Roy, Roy Mustang is Albert. Um, We left the guy with a gun in there. He had a gun? Yeah. He had like a rifle or something. Oh, dang. Yeah. I just pictured yeah, him. He had like a full gun. Cowboy Dr. Doom. Okay, well then let's carefully make our way. You know what? I'll stealth. I'll stealth up there and see if I can see... Get get a peek at the room before going in and exposing ourselves. Good call. Um, uh, that's a ten, but I really don't want to get like Ali's dome shot off in the event. So I think I'll go ahead and uh, burn this inspiration. Also, because if I don't use it, I'll forget I have it. 
Uh, whoa, hello, nurse. Yes, please. That'll be a composite 20. You uh, make your way into the control room, uh, and the sight that you behold oh God. Uh, is dimly lit. Uh, as you make your way through the door, you begin to straighten, and your footfalls become heavier uh, as you realize there is no danger within these walls. Uh, there is, in fact, a pair of uh, slumped forms uh, leaned against the... Uh, oh, the control no. panel. No, no, no. Don't you say it. Uh, the uh, man that you left, um, the, the commander in the field, um, has a jeweled knife handle sticking out from his forehead. Oh, oh boy. And in his right, uh, cradled in his arms, is his rifle pressed against the uh, left breast of an enemy captain. Yikes. Uh, his weapon has been discharged. The enemy captain no longer has much of a chest cavity. Sure. Uh, His cavity's been filled, as it were. Right. Uh, With bullets. that captain is still holding the end of the knife. Yikes. Yeah. There is blood coating most surfaces in this room. That's very upsetting, and I'm not going to pretend that it isn't. Uh, I will say that what I thought we were going to find was our own corpses somehow. Um... (laughs) Well, because there's <laughs> that would have been insane. Well, time shenanigans. I don't know. <laughs> you know that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. Um. Attacked by my own microphone guard. All right. Uh. So, I I do the all clear. Kaka. <laughs> um. And we begin to investigate this. What's it? Um. What does it look like they were trying to do? Or, I mean, one was clearly trying to prevent the other from doing something, but, like, what? Right. So, uh, make an investigation uh, roll for me. So, the man... I know the man with the rifle was there to open the gate so that the protectorate troops could flood the area. Right. And defend against the cabana boy attacks. Yeah. Um, Christina, I'm gonna go ahead and just give you advantage on the investigate roll, because I've got... I've got a plus one and you've got a plus five, so it's just... Okay. Yeah. I'll just I'll I'll be your Torben, I'll be your your Watson. Uh Torben is visibly shocked at this sight and really takes a while before he can uh compose himself enough to offer any advice at all. Right. Yeah, I was about to say Tess probably like vomits a little in her mouth. That's fair. This is not something that is cool. Cuz uh, like I a, got a 19. Cuz like a giant bloody battlefield is one thing and I imagine the mind kind of distances itself in order to protect itself. Like, you can't take all that in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but then you see two yeah, just, but like, what did someone you literally just saw a couple of days yeah, ago? Yeah, straight-up horrible murders. Just straight knife in the head. Yeah. No chest cavity. That's that's too much. So then 19 was the so, better of your role? Uh, so your investigation uh, really turns up about what you expect. Yeah. There, uh, these, these two uh, got into a confrontation in this room, in this chamber. You're not sure who was here first. Um, I mean, technically we were. We stumbled upon the dude with the rifle. No, but I mean, the gate. you and the dude with the rifle left. He oh, went to marshal okay, his okay, troops okay, in the okay. field. Right. Okay, yeah. These two showed up in this room at the same time somehow, and you don't know who was there first. Okay, yeah, I see, I see. Um, the uh, struggle in this room seems to have taken way too long for just two soldiers going at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it appears that by accident... Uh, some of the controls on the control panel were thrown. 
Okay. Hmm. That's Thoral Turban. Curious. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Uh, composes himself enough to work the controls on the the panel. Uh, enough to ascertain that there was a second activation, mm-hmm. oh. which did not ping the central command hub. Whoa. Oh. It was in stealth mode. Um, Tess, do you have a... What do you got in the way of medicine skill? I'm not, it's, I'm not proficient in it, but my wisdom is plus two. Okay, that's I've got a plus one. Um, You want to see... I mean, obviously this guy's been stabbed in the brain. That sucks. That'll, that'll kill a dude good and proper. But, like... Yeah. Why don't we see if we can figure out if this knife did anything else? Because, first of all... The human skull is explicitly designed not to let things in it. So, yeah. like... <laughs> so then, could I make an arcana check instead, Dylan? Instead of a medicine roll? Because if it's got, like, weird magic abilities to stab mm-hmm. harder... Point. If you'd like to make an arcana check to investigate magic on the knife, sure. Are well, you pulling I... the knife out of the head? Or on the corpse. What did sure. you say, Casey? I was going to say, investigate. You, you can uh, do it on Oh, the... like magical effects on the corpse. Yeah, yeah, to see like what this what happened to this guy when he was stabbed, besides his brain being yeah. poked. Yeah. Is it... is your magical investigation, uh, how how are you proceeding with that? Like, what is, what is your method? Well, I mean, if he's stabbed straight through the forehead, that has to be either a very sharp knife or a very strong man. Because you can hurt someone pretty well and good with just an ordinary knife, but I don't think you're going to get straight through the cranium. Yeah, and, like, there are places... Yeah, no, definitely not that clean a cut, yeah. either. There are places yeah, where no, the human like... skull is weaker than others, but, like, the forehead is... That's that's where it's supposed... To, that's where soccer balls go. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Or, mm, there's no way to combine different roles, is there? Because, like... There should be. I guess Tess is Sherlock Holmes now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I'd like to make an investigation of the type of, like, injury it is, because it can't be that clean. It's like he just sliced in, like, butter. Right. Okay. And do you want to... And since he's still holding it, I'd like to see if there's specific activ- activation that happens when that user is holding his knife. Great. Make an investigation check for me. Cool. Assisting. Okay, good. Okay. Duh! It's okay. Okay, so it's a 10. <laughs> um... So it appears to just be an ordinary knife stabbed through an ordinary skull. Mm-hmm. Um, you do pick up some residual magics mm-hmm. emanating off of uh, Yon's special forces man. Mm-hmm. Um, though you're not, you can't quite pin down what that is. Okay. Can I try? Um, sure. Cool. Um, well, because here's the thing. I assume you have left everything in place. Yeah, I haven't okay. touched anything. Oh, we're forensic as shit. Would, yeah. Yeah. I would also like to ask um, Saul. Close enough. Better call Saul. <laughs> yeah. How he how he feels about this. Because it's, it's a weird, suspicious way to kill someone. It is. Mm-hmm. It's not intuitive. No. Uh, he is still visibly shaken. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And just, he he looks over at the, the wound and then quickly looks away and shudders a little Aww. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was says, in friend. You know, um, I'm not a doctor. Sure, I couldn't tell you about that one. That's reasonable. Okay, I want to I want to investigate the the magic man. We're getting a little bit off of. And here's the thing. So, Muhammad Ali, for reasons of his own, fucking hates magic. Hates it 
doesn't like yeah. it, doesn't trust it. It's not like he's ignorant and superstitious. Like, he knows what magic is, and he just does not truck with that shit. He ain't trifling with no stupid-ass magic. So, yeah. I, I do have a plus three in Arcana, and I've also got a feat uh, called Mage Slayer Attack. So my entire understanding of oh. my entire understanding of magic is in a destructive capacity. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and investigate this guy because I'm familiar with that. I lost my train of thought in the middle of a sentence. I'm sorry, but yes, Arcana. Can I have inspiration you're, for that? Cool. You're backstory? familiar with destructive magic, and that's what uh, I like. Supposedly that is because right. like Tess is familiar with magic that makes things exactly like men's things yeah can i can i have inspiration for that cool explanation nope okay do i do i abuse that privilege a little bit sometimes see i'm used to thinking of it in terms of like fate stuff where like invoke that shit left and right like everywhere we can but these are different systems i get it and i i appreciate your attempts because the color that you add to these these moments it's brown is really really good and it's it's part of the storytelling and the fun of Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. But you don't get advantage or inspiration every time you do it. That's Only fair. when I think it's particularly cool or apropos, a very good thing for your character, or if you are undercutting yourself somehow, reasonable, uh, in some poetic fashion or or something like okay, that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Seventeen. That's not bad. I'm mad at it. Um. So the magic that you're sensing bah. is. Um, pulled around the knife wound. Ew. There, uh, as you inspect closer and closer, you see these dark lines no. spreading out from the wound. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, they're very, very small. Um, mm. and they're they're very, very fine, almost like the uh, a baby's hair. Yeah. Um, what color are they? Black. Mm. Um, detailed sketch, detailed sketch, detailed sketch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you uh, can't quite tell what that's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just pretty sure it's bad. It's bad news. Okay. Um, uh, you you get the sense that this knife is imparting these lines in some way. Okay. Okay. Two things. First thing, uh, are these, and maybe this is, no, no, this isn't metagaming, this is reasonable. These knives, of which we have several, are they Mm. what we would consider in mechanical terms to be magical artifacts such that, as the rules stipulate, if we were to spend X amount of time examining them, we would gain an understanding of their use and nature? No. Fair enough. Okay, so what I would like to do, and I'll propose this to the group, I'll, I'll just say, hello group, it's me, Ali. What I would like to do, if the two of you are comfortable spending, uh, say, an hour's time down here, uh, I would like to make a mark. Uh, do, do you see? And I gather, I gather them both in, and I say, do you see these lines emanating from the point of ingress on the forehead? Mm-hmm. What I would like to do is make a mark at their termination in his skin, uh, wait for some time to pass, and see if in the interval they have continued to grow, or if they would only have done so when he was still alive. It is important to know if these are capable of changing dead men or only living ones. Okay. You know, like how they mark, like, the progress of infection and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like when you uh, are growing and your dad marks a spot exactly. on the doorway. A less gross thing, sure. Uh, your um, your companion dwarf wizard uh, says, you take all the time you need. I think I have what I what I need Certainly. here. I'm going to go get some fresh air. Certainly. By all means. Thank you, Sal. Uh, and he scampers off. Certainly. Yeah, you know, not everybody's got the stomach for corpses, and that ain't no sin. Ain't no crime. Like, he's an engineer for a reason. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. Uh, I do that. I make so- a I make a mark uh, just, like, a little bit ahead of one of the terminal points of the lines, and then we take a snack break. I imagine in this time I go fetch love while we're also waiting. Okay. Because yeah. I don't want him to just keep defiling corpses because, like a weirdo. Because any experiment... weird magic things... Yeah, if it's weird, like, magic things, I don't want it tripping up his weird magic things. (laughs) Because any experiment Uh, needs a random variable, and it might as well be love. (laughs) Yeah. So you uh, wait your hour. Uh, The lines appear to have been left unchanged. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, now we know that. I make a note of that in my report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good to know, because it sounded like the corruption of Sonny Wong for a minute. It did. It and, did. like, if that's not something that, like, our characters would know, no. but as a player, that is good to f- good to know. Right. Well, and that's what's called metagaming, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it could yeah. l- could lead us down some presuppository paths. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then cool. Is it a gross thing we found? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so if we've learned everything we can from this scenario, does is there a way to tell... When, when Sorrel is examining um, yonder control panel uh tess mm-hmm. do you want to like take notes and learn how to do it such that like yeah because you said this didn't ping it didn't ping the shadow stone system that's supposed to keep track of this shit right how did that happen yes. yeah, yeah yeah how is it hijacked like that uh so you can make an investigation roll for me if you'd like to uh try okay. to investigate the control panel yourself Assist- Absolutely. assisting great um assisting Dylan, is it a dick move oh, to spam oh. assistance like that? I am going to say, uh, well, it wouldn't have mattered on this roll because yeah. Christina immediately rolled a one. Yeah. But uh, oh, so even with assistance, if you do a nat one, you're just you're just you're just goozled. Well, no, she, no, no, she had rolled, rolled a two and then a one. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, so my good uh, rolls were for earlier. I on this roll, I would not have allowed assistance to grant advantage only because Ali is so prejudiced against. Uh, magical workings That's that uh, the operation of this thing completely eludes him. Yeah. But I, t- I, I but I took I figured, notes. Okay, go ahead. I figured later on when Sarl is not overwhelmed with seeing the you know uh, destroyed body of his friend and then also a completely decimated man, right? We can investigate it again. So, all right, yeah. So your investigation doesn't really turn up much. Uh, you get lost in in some of the, the levers and switches uh, mm-hmm. and and can't really reset it to, to where you began and you mm-hmm. just kind of go, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. Again, with them, I don't really want to leave them there. I don't want to just walk out of this chamber. Yeah, this is a crime scene. Where they are. This is a crime scene, though. And um, yeah. I'm a little afraid of what will happen if we take that knife out. So I don't, yeah, I don't want. Uh, so this this guy had a knife. Which means he was, what did you call him, Dylan? A group leader, a captain, something? Uh, commander in the field. Commander in the field. Um, I would like to, as respectfully as possible, investigate his body for 
like, how did this guy know it was here? Was he sent here specifically to do this? Like, does he have special orders or something? Like, I just want to... Oh, sorry, the enemy captain yeah. or your uh, special forces? The enemy, the enemy captain. captain. Gotcha. Yeah, I want to investigate uh, that cat for anything anything unusual that he would have on him. Okay. What do I... Uh, go ahead and make an investigation roll for me. Okay, dokes. I gotta get better at investigation if I'm gonna be a tiny hobbit detective, which is apparently how this is going. Well, that was I a... I know, I love Sherlock Holmes. That was a six... So, uh... Ew, ew. Yucky. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, folded up in uh, one of his... Uh, just sort of in between the creases of his armor. Uh-huh. Um, you find a slip of paper, and you unfold it, and it just looks like a sketch of some kind of tree. Hmm. Oh. I have an experiment i would like to conduct so we have several of these knives and since we're not gleaming much on what magic is coming from the knives i would like to find is this is this town just kind of like desert town like are we are we in the mojave or is there like oh no it's a prairie town yeah okay it's like a your your walnut grove sort of thing okay cool so like Reasonably, there's, like, a patch of grass somewhere. Or organic material. Yes. So, I would like to take one of these knives very carefully in my gloved hand mm-hmm. and stab it into the earth to see its effect on organic, but supposedly living material. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, We're magic scientists. So. This is rad. Yeah. Gwen uh, and Lanya would have just said, there's no one to fight here. Let's go fix that. Yeah. It's a pretty knife. Exactly. <laughs> they leave. <laughs> the knife uh, passes stab. through the organic material uh-huh. uh, much more smoothly than you would have expected. Gross. Yeah. This is a very, very sharp knife. Gross. Yeah. Again, in very Even stark contrast. it's a knife that doesn't look like it would stab deeply. Right. Don't like just it. widely. Um, Don't like it. And this knife uh, doesn't leave behind it any uh, black tendrils or, okay. or mm. anything. Uh, it just seems like a very functional knife. It just stabbed very well. Yep. And that in itself is disturbing enough to me, so I would like to also gather the rest of the knives. Yeah, keep them safe, bundle them up so they can't accidentally, like, cut through our backpacks and hurt us or anything. You are aware that some of those knives were already picked by the scavengers. Oh, oh I wasn't I was. I was. Were yeah, I was not aware of that alone. either. Um, so I assumed, okay. Should we talk to them about that, do you think? I... I mean, they've been cool. Yes. They've been cool about what we've done so far because they're scared because yeah. we're military, but also they outnumber us. Yeah, and I guess we could also offer them incentive for the knives. Oh. Like if we were like, have a horse. Well, they've got horses. I. Yeah, that's fair. I think maybe we should make note of the insignia on their wagon and mm-hmm. tell tell high command or whoever it is tell mustang back there that uh yo these cats out there they got some of these special knives they probably should not have them y'all might want to send some actual like fighters to take care of that cuz we we're just a scouting party right now we're not out here to kick ass yeah and it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know hostile necessarily it's just they outnumber us 4 to 1 and if they wanted to yeah, start yeah. something cuz see if if somebody came up and said yo you should not have that knife you need to give me that knife i'd be like no fuck you why this is my knife yeah like it's my knife exactly yeah, yeah and more importantly why but, do you not want me to have it yeah 
I guess to them it's just a pretty knife. My concern is that they're just going to hawk it off somewhere. Uh, which is a reasonable concern. Yeah. Uh, we could wait until they go to bed and I could steal them because I'm a stealthy mofo. We could. Is that aligned with Ali's? Ali uh, despises theft because all sin boils down to theft eventually. But yeah. uh, these men... I was going to say... Go ahead. It is, he is... Uh, doing something that will, in the end, keep them safe. Mm-hmm. The greater from, good. Yeah, it is for the greater good, and it is not dangerous magics in the hands of those not equipped Correct. to handle it. Well, and these are not personal possessions. Like, these are yeah. these are just some shit that these guys found at work that they don't know what it is. And he will, much like much like Wayne in the uh, in the second season, second series of Mistborn novels, uh, Ali will leave, like, something in trade, like a nice apple, mm-hmm. and here is a pretty leaf. <laughs> yeah. So we are bartering with them. They just they don't just know. They just don't know and didn't have the ability okay. to agree or disagree, which is how all business transactions should go, really. Okay, so let's burgle these dudes. Capitalist. Um, yes, agreed. Um, yeah. Okay, so you have a plan for what to do when you leave this tomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the control tomb. Uh, would you like to leave the control tomb? I'd like that... to make an arcana check, though, to see when the last time it was activated. Like, if it was... Ooh, good point. Activated, like, shortly after our, uh, the, our commander, I can't remember, the Protectorate's commander activated it, or if it was, like... A couple hours or even a day later where someone came and tried to fiddle with it. Right. His name was Akersolf, by the way. Yes. Akersolf. Can I do that? Yeah. Cool. That is a 17. All right. Uh, so you make it back to the uh, activity log that uh, your your dwarf wizard buddy uh, had, had brought up. Uh, the first activation, uh, when you had stumbled on the control room originally, uh, is listed, and then right below it, is an entry uh, that seems to be some four or five hours later. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. All right. If you are ready to leave the control room, Casey, then so am I. Um, I the way Dylan said that made me very nervous. But uh, I mean, we're all rested up. We've got all our hit points and whatnot. So that's yeah. I guess we we don't have any reason not to. Um, except that I'm really mm-hmm. scared now. But. Yeah. Uh and you're you're just leaving the uh two corpses as they fell. That's another thing. Um oh. I don't Hmm. I mean, technically, I guess if it's already been reported, no one is coming back here to give them any proper anything. They're just going to rot here until another town starts up. Yeah. Um can you lock the control panel? That's a good point. I would like to is that something that I can potentially do? You can lock the big iron door. All right. But we wouldn't be able to get back in. Not unless you had the key. Do we have the Someone key? Someone has a key. Let's search these dudes for a key. Oh, yeah, okay. Can we search the bodies for a key? Uh, you find a large brass key uh, slung on the belt of one acre salt. Okay. Um, along with a bag of pink powder oh uh, like the the key and the powder were uh sort of jumbled together and mm-hmm. so you had to untie them both to get the key mm-hmm. and so now you've also got this bag of powder and you're like ah, okay yeah um okay I would, I would like to examine this powder what 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 would i use to do so 
Uh, you can make an insight roll, an investigation roll, a medicine roll. Sure, to to taste uh, it. <laughs> to identify a mysterious powder. I'll give you medicine. Yeah, my, Candy. my medicine's not bad. See, here's the thing. There's this there's this instinct in D and D to like I've only got a plus one, but like that's pretty good. I mean, that helps your odds. A plus one isn't bad. It's fine. Also, I would like the record to show it would be real easy if you only listened to the first two seasons of this show to just assume that, like, we're dum-dums who are bad at this game. But those were just the characters. <laughs> like, we're... Oh, I'm yeah. I'm really proud of how, like, careful and methodical and thorough we're being. I'm having a lot of fun. This is a very different kind of game, and I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm too. It feels like like we're on Bones. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> or another detective show. Like, ooh, is this yeah. Hannibal? When is the Sleepy Hollow crossover going to happen and ruin both franchises? Let's see. God. Uh, that's a 10. Um, you are unfamiliar by sight. That's uh, why a plus one you, is a bad roll. You pinch a little bit between your fingers and rub it, and it gets warm. Oh. Um, would you like to taste the powder? Uh, yeah, what the hell? I'm a halfling. I have defense against poison. I have resistance. That's a good point. Yeah. Sure. What the hell? It tastes of, uh, it tastes lightly of cherry blossom. Ooh. Ooh, that's delicious. Mm. Do I experience... I that gunpowder. Do I experience then, any... I guess... Go ahead. I said I guess they, they become junkies, and that's how this podcast goes. Yep. Tastes of... Uh, you don't you don't immediately experience any ill effects. Okay. All right, then we hang on to the powder, I guess. Cool. And I hang on to the key. And cool. I suppose, with them already being disturbed as corpses, yeah. we can... Remove them from the room. This, this will serve as their tomb. For, oh, you want to remove them? Yeah, I would like to. Okay. Or at least, well, I would like to set them with their own people. All right. Yeah, okay. We I could... think there's something to be said about being buried with your own tribe. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally get totally yeah. get you there. Yeah, yeah, I was okay. I was worried about corrupting the crime scene, but I mean, we just did the investigation, I guess. Yeah, we are, yeah. and also we already touched the bodies, so at this point. Point. Okay, then we yeah. uh, haul these two dead pricks out of here. I would right. also like to, once we're on land, I would like to attempt to take the knife out of his head. Okay. Uh, you haul the bodies up the well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hauling two dead using guys the, up the long well. rope as a, you construct a harness and, sure. and haul it all the way up. Um, you lay the bodies um, next to the well, uh, and you begin to clean them up a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And Tess, as you uh, pull the knife free, mm-hmm. there is this black mist. I don't like oh, that. Good. That, that I cover forms... my, mouth, my face, it, my mouth. It doesn't drift past the knife wound. It okay. seems to envelop from within the wound and then sit at the surface of uh, of Sulf's skin, uh, like a mold. And then you start to see uh, the wound uh, begin to close. Mm. Around this black, oily substance. Mm. And the hole closes. And we'll find out what happens next time. Motherfucker! On Dyson Virtue. Motherfucker! Every damn time. Madre de Dios. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, all our buddies. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Dice and Virtue Season 3. Uh, Effectively known as D. 3v you yeah. may find us on the internet at semiautomagicinc.com on twitter at dice and virtue um we have a facebook page too we have a facebook page we have yeah. a tv tropes page we have yeah. we're all over the internet get on us email us do whatever you want come say i hi. don't run your life 
send us a carrier pigeon. Please don't just show up at our homes, though. That's not nice. Don't do it. I don't know. I'd take a visitor now and again. Uh, no. I'll entertain for tea. I would be very frightened if someone just appeared in our apartment. I'd have a lot of questions, like how you managed to find me. But... You know, I guess it would be, it'd depend on the manner of said person. If they were, like, a little sketchy and, like, twitchy, I'd be like, oh, this is terrifying. Yeah. If they were like, hello, I've been your neighbor this whole time, and I unintentionally was listening to your podcast. That's this, super cool. That would be amazing, yeah. actually. Like, whatever. That'd be really right? great. Anyway, bye all our buddies. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> bye all our buddies. Bye.